Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for chit. Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woken Baked. Thank you very much for checking out Woken Baked. And another one in my best DJ Khaled voice, which by the way, that was my best DJ Khaled voice. Hope you aren't looking for a DJ Khaled impression on this show. All right, so today I got to sit down with Tobin Warner of Warner Brothers Horticulture, and we discussed a little bit of weed, a little bit of Mitt Romney, a little bit of vaping, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, if you are interested in Warner Brothers, be sure to check them out on Instagram. Be sure to check them out. I don't know if they're on Facebook, but I'm fairly certain they're on Instagram. Uh, they can tell you more about the flowers they grow. I will tell you that I think that they grow a fantastic representation of GSC. If you are not familiar with GSC, it is a cookie strain, and doggone it if it is not one of my favorites. They grow a really, really good one, and they've got more flower, more different types of uh, cookies coming your way. So that being said, pretty excited to sit down with Tobin and hear about what he's got going on in the future. All right, shout out to our supporters, Iron Asylum, ladies, gentlemen, Others, the time is running out for your PFD special. If you don't know what the PFD special is, well, the PFD is the permanent fund dividend, and that has been getting cut uh, every year for, well, since I moved up here, but, you know, we're supposed to get it back, sort of. Anyway, Brandon Miller, the owner of Iron Asylum, is setting up a very special deal from now until the 1st of December. If you would like to join the gym for one full year of membership, $500. Now, that comes to like two months free membership when you really break it down, so it's a pretty sweet deal. And that is going on until the 1st of December. So if you're thinking about it, get yourself committed to it, commit yourself to a, to a new way of life, or commit yourself to a new gym because all of the other gyms here are terrible and they don't like you. All right, Iron Asylum, they love you. Not just, not just romantically, but they love you. Like they care about you. Plus, on a very related, uh, related note, the new equipment is in. So if you're wondering when the new equipment was going to arrive at Iron Asylum, it has arrived, and they're having a get-it-in-the-building party on Wednesday. More information on that is to come, but there will be pizza involved, so I'll be there. All right, moving on. Quick note about our next supporter, the Schnitzel Bomber. I'm very excited to share this news with you because if you, if you missed the last podcast, and that's totally acceptable, we'll, we'll move on from that. Schnitzel Bomber is doing a special deal. For $10, you can get a more human-sized portion of Schnitzel Bomber's special for $10. There you go. For $10, you can get all of the food that is in the special, just a smaller, more regular person-sized portion. There you go. But if you get the full-size meal, you can get yourself a free bread pudding. But you've got to get the regular full-size meal to get the free bread pudding. And you have to mention Woken Baked. If you do not, you do not get the special. Uh-uh. It ain't happening. you got to mention the podcast. Otherwise, otherwise, they're not going to know what you're talking about. They're going to be like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Looking at you all crazy, wondering what, you're, what you mean by what you're saying. You should just mention the podcast. Get yourself some, some hookup on some food. Tell them you want that Woken Baked hookup. All right. Red Run Cannabis Company, makers of fine oils and hash aid, and according to LeafLink, the number one edible in the state of Alaska. What is it you say? Hash aid. That's what it is you find folks that are over the age of 21 and can consume a fine edible like hash aid. 
The other thing you can do with Hashade is you can mix it with a pre-workout, you can mix it with kombucha, you can mix it with you know one of our fine local brews and make yourself a cool winter shandy. I don't know, maybe grab something from the Kenai River Brewery. They've got that um, Grateful Red. It sounds like that would be delightful with some uh, lemonade. But, I don't know, you figure it out. You're a grown-up. Or you're not, in which case you can't get your hands on any Hashade. And that's... Totally acceptable, man. One day, or lady, you'll be 21, or other. You're totally cool, too. All right, you will be 21, and you'll be able to go into Red Run, which is essentially, it's the Nike town of Hashade. You can go in there, you can get a Hashade, and you can talk to the Chalk Monster. You know, see what's up with uh, with Big Joe, and, uh, and, and see what's what. All right, so... Uh, big shout out to Red Run Cannabis Company. For more information on uh, those three sponsors, be sure to check out their Instagram pages. They're always updated. They've always got things going on. Now, our last supporter, 5150 Vapes, located in Soldatna. This episode is kind of a, a well, I don't know. I, th- I think I said a little bit earlier, we'd, we'd, we'd talk about uh, Mitt Romney. And my guest, Tobin Warner, brings up Orrin Hatch. And we learned some things. We learned... We learn a little bit about the way the politicking of the uh, big tobacco industry works. And, you know, we discuss it. We have these words out. Anyway, if you are interested in 5150 Vapes because you like fine-flavored nicotine juices, they are a place you can go for those fine-flavored nicotine juices. They also carry Shatter Batter. And if you're not familiar with Shatter Batter, it is a uh, a product that turns your... Uh, your shatter, your terp sauce, your um, your concentrated THC product into something that you can now vape. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Uh, isn't that that stuff that was killing people this summer? That's, that's something else completely, man. We've gone over that a trillion times on, the pod, on this podcast. I'm sure that if you were watching the news, you saw um, that's primarily what we're learning is, is THC, uh, black market THC cartridges. So that's one of the things we discuss on the podcast, by the way. So there you go. I don't want to give everything away, but, uh, but that's one thing, or a couple of things, actually. All right, shout out again to the Stoic Craftsman. If you're interested in some of the stuff that he makes, be sure to check him out on the Instagram. He makes really, really good stuff. He made my wallet. He makes a lot of other people's wallets. And eventually, eventually, he's going to make me a fanny pack. It'll be super fucking sweet. I'm really excited all right, with that being said, here is Tobin Mother Lovin' Warner of Warner Brothers Horticulture. Any Marcus Aurelius? I haven't since high school. It's been so long I forgot almost all of them. So I've made the mistake of getting an audible, like, stoic speeches, right? Stoicisms. Yeah. But I got it on an audible. So it's not like you can go back and, like, highlight it and go back and, you know, like, figure out what that means and do some interpretation. Like, you got to rewind to get back to that one thing that was said and then readdress it. Yeah. It's not like you can just hit it with a highlighter and, and figure it out. Yeah, you have to try and bookmark it and then sit there and listen to it and type it back out. Yeah. There's absolutely I mean there's some great stuff that you can do on an audible. Uh, for example, um, are you familiar with David Goggins? 
I am not. He's a retired Navy SEAL, really inspirational guy. Look him up on Instagram. He was a guy who was uh, morbidly obese and took care of him, got himself into the Navy SEAL program. When he got into the Navy SEAL uh, program, he broke his legs and finished the Navy SEAL program on broken legs. It's It's a real long story. But this dude was running like three miles a day, five miles a day, ten miles a day in sand with his socks duct taped to his shins. You know, and I think about that like when I'm on the treadmill and it fucking hurts. Yeah. I'm like, this, you know, this dude ran, uh, this dude went through hell week on broken legs. I can totally do that. Well, that's what, like, uh, because the SEAL program, like, you're already talking the top-notch people going in for the training, right? Yeah, and it's what, I mean, eighty like percent doesn't make it to the end. Not a, not a hundred percent sure. I, you know, I in my time in the service, like I met a couple of seals, but like it wasn't like we had long conversations about their lives. I just know that shit ain't easy. No, well, because it's to the point where like, and I feel like you do long days in the oil field or whatever, and you find like you push yourself to like 26, 36 hours a week constantly, like working. And it's just like crabbers and stuff. Like I don't. I think that that's a skill that not everybody has. Same thing with the seals of being able to be in that much pain and agony, but still be able to have have the mental focus to push forward. And I think that that you just hit on that. That's the key. Is like the mental focus. Like when I was in basic training, uh, and when I was in tech school, I, I used to go into my brain and 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 think, you know, someone dumber, slower, and fatter than me got through this with flying colors. <laughs> and and so you know, like I, I go back to that. And um, yeah. So what is this? Power Flower oh, from like, Midnight Sun. What 96, 4% turp. Or no, 76, 4% turp. This is nice. It's nice. That's real nice. Um, yeah, I like Midnight Sun. I think Midnight Sun makes a great product. Yeah, no, I, so, like, everybody kind of has their standards. His is, his big one for him is he won't run moldy material because he doesn't think moldy material should be vaped. I like that. Uh, you, you don't want to give people the black lung. No. Well, yeah. I th- you just got to have respect for people in everybody's own right. Like, there's certain people that they do distillate and they're okay with moldy runs and stuff like that. But it's, I don't know. And the argument, I guess, for that is that with distillates is you're, you're distilling it three, four, five. I don't know how many times it's well, being you, distilled and you're, you're getting You're going a out. step beyond. Yep. But yeah, and that's where distillate, you're, you're heating it beyond the point where most organisms are going to survive, and then you're also uh, separating it out and fractionalizing it, whether you're using like a thin film uh, fractal distiller or a short path or like, because there's, there's a million different ways to do it. Kind of explain that a little bit. Like, so what is the, the for you as, as a farmer, Okay. Um, when someone talks to you about, well, they're using a, a BHO or, or an EHO, can or, or some of the, the different techniques for extraction, what do those mean to you? Well, so like, and this is just, this is 100% personal opinion. And this is just kind of the breakdown of what I've seen on the, the market and stuff. Um, like as far as what's out there right now, CO2, it seems like they have to get like really well handled material in order to make a really good pen. Like if you give, but it, it's mostly that way with most extractors. Some people are better at making higher quality stuff off of lower quality material, but it seems like having a higher quality material going in, like your immature bud and all of that other stuff kind of hitting there at the same time, instead of trying to make trim into something. Yeah. But uh, like uh, BHO does some fantastic color, good yield, everything like that. I have not been impressed with alcohol in the state so far. 
even though it's my favorite just because I feel like it's more of a full flavor. But that's just, again, my opinion on alcohol. There's like a Cantess uses alcohol to get their results. Uh, they suspend it and I'd have to look at it and I might be paraphrasing it too much, but they use alcohol to suspend to actually extract their cannabinoids for their testing. Um, and then uh, CO2, it's just a, a lower return, but I think like you can get a cleaner product with proper filtration and then good product going in. And then okay. uh, pressing, I don't think really has a great spot in the commercial market. I mean, everybody kind of has their own thing. I think pressing is more of a you buy button, you get your little press at home and make your own little rosin press stuff because it's just the testing and the batching and everything else in the commercial market in the States kind of rough on that. So, I mean, like rosin pressing would be more for like the home grower. Well, or just like if you want to say, say you want, you're a rosin fan. If you really like rosin and you're like a, there because they only make up maybe like 17 percent that's just another like just vague thing just because there's not a there's not a crazy high demand for rosin there's a there's a lot of demand for like diamonds there's a lot of demand for even terp sauce and high terp cartridges or full terp cartridges and stuff like that but rosin is just so hard because the price point has to be really high um but what i'm saying is if you have like a four or five hundred dollar press set up at home you buy four or five grams go press it and then that's your dabs that's more of what rosin, I think, is more feasible in this state than instead of trying to buy it commercially just because the price is so high. Everything else is going to be coming down on price, right? Yep. Cartridges, concentrates, all of it. Rosin, it's hard to keep it, to get it lower. Well, cartridges, that's an interesting one that you brought up because that's one that, that's gone down crazy over the last two years. I mean, and part of that, a big part of that is because there were only a handful of manufacturers. Yeah. Um, and now that now that there is more of a selection, you didn't. I mean, two years ago you had you had Einstein, you had um, good titrations and Babylon and and Babylon, and, and I'm sure there's one or two that you know may or may or not have uh, come and gone in, in the time. But as far as people that were represented yeah. on the peninsula, yeah, because that's another thing. That's, we're looking at our own market. Yeah. So uh, you know. Um, now you've got uh, you, you've got a completely different market. Red Run has them. Um, I don't know if Refine. Well, Refine was supposed to have cartridges. I'm uh, not, something got pulled with that. I'm not sure if that's part of the Ron Bass thing of, of the the or the Calman Collective, I should say, uh, thing with all of that or not. Because yeah. like we, the the thing with distal, a lot of times it's hard to get distal it to be single strain run. So you're well, running a bunch of product. I'm just so, trying to think of like who else is making cartridges right now. Uh, um, not that it, it really matters, but like, but it, you have a lot more. Yeah. You have uh, can animal, raspberry roots. They're, raspberry roots. Um, you you have them, and they're, they uh, are becoming urban. much more. Affordable. Urban. Oh, you cannot forget urban extracts. They make some really awesome, yeah. uh, some awesome cartridges. And then uh, stuff I've seen up in Anchorage is Top Hat. I haven't seen them very. I much haven't tried yet. Top Hat. I th I think I saw some Top Hat at Pine Street a while ago. But the thing with Top Hat back then was that there were only a few people making them so it was uh if you wanted a decent cartridge a half gram was going to run you at least like 75 bucks or something crazy yeah uh and i mean you still see that in some places but generally speaking you're seeing 40 dollars to 
uh, $60 for, for half gram cartridges. And that may not seem like a lot, but a lot of people are using this as, as medicine. And so if they are heavy users of their medicine, then, I mean, that can be a bit. We also don't have much of a medical program in well, the state of Alaska. Well, it doesn't exist. We can't even... As, as, so, like, I can't advertise any health benefits. Yeah, and uh, your bud tender can't talk to you about no, that. No, that, that's, that's like, insane. Like, we, yeah. we have an anti-medical recreational... It, uh, industry is kind of where the industry is set. Is it's anti-medical. The flip side of that, though, is it does force the consumer to educate themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and it does it does make you say like, why does it cost this much? Why this the money? This is the money that's in testing. This is the money that's in taxes. This is the eight hundred dollar per pound tax that your farmer is forced to pay every time he sells to a uh, to a retailer. So like when you're seeing these, when you're seeing a uh, sixty dollar eight, like that's at the actual cost. Like nobody's trying to rob you, but for a good weed, that's yeah. You know, well, I think a lot of people forget about it down in Washington because they don't see the like after taxes receipt price. A lot of people are talking about like they see six and eight bucks a gram on like really really nice weed. It's like well, that's fantastic because outdoor up here is really difficult. It's the only way to do it even cheaply. But then also power is like twenty three to twenty six cents a kilowatt hour up here. As to opposed to like probably Colorado, I'm guessing is cheaper somewhere probably around thirteen seventeen because I can't remember what it was when I was in Utah. But I think it was like around twelve to thirteen cents a kilowatt hour, and yeah. it all just adds up. Absolutely. So you brought up Utah, and I'm very glad that you did because it's kind of what we're here to talk to you about today. Yeah. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney, a uh, a leader, a leader of the great state of Utah. I have friends in Ogden and, and Provo. Like, well, Provo. Is, is he actually in the Senate and stuff again? I believe in he's in the Senate out of Utah. Okay. Because there again, I, I, I grew up down there. I moved up here 2009 or so. So I've been, I've been out of it for a bit. 2009 or 10. So Romney, yeah, representing the, the great state of Utah. Recently at the White House with, um, well, representing the anti-vaping industry not the, not the anti-vaping industry the, the tobacco anti market. the big to, the big <laughs> tobacco lobby that's let's keep, let's keep it real he was he was uh defending the big tobacco lobby and their right to um their rights as huge corporations that don't love you uh to limit your options as adults so currently what's going on if you're not involved in the vape uh, in what's going on in the vape industry What's happening is nicotine-flavored uh, e-juices are under attack, and it started because some folks got sick from vaping uh, black market yeah. uh, THC cartridges in the lower 48. By the way, uh, the the great state of Alaska, the truly great land, zero injuries from that bullshit because we've got, for whatever we want to say, whatever we want to kick this dog, uh, this uh, marijuana control board or whatever, whatever rules we have, no one got sick up here. So something something is working better here than it is in the lower 48. Maybe it's the distance, uh, but we're the only state. So or harder to get stuff to. We're way harder. Um, although I, I will say I got a package here in like three days from Brooklyn. Shout out to Inshallah Clothing. I got a real, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I got a really cool Sean Price jacket. I'm very proud of it. Sean Price, one of my favorite rappers of all time. Got a really cool like satin jacket. I'm going to wear it this weekend. Very very excited about it. But yeah, going back to, um, to, to old Mitney... Um, so, Mitt Romney representing Big Tobacco, but what he's doing is he's he's 
he's doing it in a very dishonest way. And this is where it really hurts. Not because I was ever going to vote for Mitt Romney, because no. I've seen pictures of that dude like wearing mom jeans. Like I'm pretty sure he raided his wife's pants. He's not anyone that I look to for any kind of like moral guidance or anything. He's just he looks he looks like if an eraser had a pulse, like a pencil and eraser combination had a pulse. And that's it. He's a walking talking pencil. He's got the personality of an eraser and that little metal band. Because he, he he was not going to win that presidential race. No. Like, no matter who he had as a VP or any of it, no matter who he had backing him. Similar, in my opinion, not that I was like, not that I'm pro-Trump or anti-Hillary or any of that, but as soon as it was down to Hillary and Trump and it started to go the way that it was, Trump was made of mud. You couldn't, you no matter what you threw at him. It didn't matter, right? Yeah. It like, and I'm just kind of being as blunt as I can. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get back to Mitt in a second, but like, you, it's the same kind of anti-personality thing. There. Yeah. Mitt Romney does not have good personality, and at best, you can go from like a business background. Mitt Romney killed his family dog. Look into that. Oh, he did. Yeah. So very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it? If I remember correctly, like it was kind of like the 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 National Lampoon how the dog died but very similar to that yeah like yeah. just they forgot about the dog the dog was on the roof of the car and then the dog died yeah he killed his family dog Mitt Romney killed his family dog um, the other thing that he did which is uh, perhaps worse for everybody except for the dog um, was in the early nineties he was a consultant with a company called Bain and Company he was in, he was the man he was the man and Bain and Company convinced um, I believe it was uh, one of the big tobacco companies, Philip Morris at the time, to drop their cost of cigarettes about 45 cents uh, so that they could, uh, well, they could really start a price war with these other tobacco firms, but they also wanted to drop the price of, t- of cigarettes so that they could get new smokers. Yes. So here's, here's the dirty little secret about the vaping industry. It's not a really dirty secret. The major tobacco companies, they have their own products that they make yeah. and that they market and that they sell. But they only want to sell, like, first off, they only want to sell three or four flavors. That's it. And they want to make sure that you have to go buy a new one of their cartridges as soon as that battery dies and a new one of those pods because them shits are really small and easy to lose. We talk about kids uh, kids vaping. When kids get caught in schools with those, those little vapes, they're, they're those little tiny ones that they get from gas stations. Nothing good. Nothing good comes from a gas station, like from that little... No. Those boner pills, they're going to hurt your back and make you blind. Uh, the cigarettes are going to kill you, and so will the vapes they're selling you. Yeah. All right? When when you get to a point where you can buy weed in a gas station, fucking don't. No. Well, it's just like gas station sushi. Why does it exist? Because <sighs> people hate themselves. Yeah. No, like, like it's... There, there are places that have it, but... It's not a healthy choice to get anything from a gas station other than gas, right? No, I mean, like who goes to like Seven Eleven for pizza? Like they serve you can get pizza in Seven Eleven now, yeah. but why would you get anything other than a Slurpee? And that shit's we know that shit's not good for you. That's like cold sugar water. It's delicious cold sugar water. However, we know it's not good for us. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's I I feel like we have leaders who are intentionally deceitful uh, with the things that they're doing, right? Like, your intentions are very clearly not clear. Uh, and, and a guy like Mitt Romney, 
you can make all the speculation you want about how he might be as a parent, but I think that as a representative of people, I think attaching yourself to kids is the worst thing that you can do, uh, especially if you are someone who has proven time and time again that you don't give a fuck about kids. And Mitt Romney began that price war uh, with tobacco to, to get kids on cigarettes because that was his job. Yeah. And and now he's maybe he's had a change of heart, but I, I don't think so. No. He was a wise enough man to know what he was doing was bad then. Like, there's... You're, that's your job, but I can, I'm in a position as a person where I can say, you know what, that's a shithead job. Like, there are some people, like, your job is your job, and I get it, but your job is fuck all. Like, your job, you still have to answer for the things that you did. Well, that's the thing, is like, at what point are you willing to sell, like, your morals and standards for something? You know what I mean? Like, or to, like, accept the fact that you are doing, doing something that is inherently evil. Like, and the the way that every cigarette big tobacco person is always said, right? We don't we don't uh, associate with it, and people have the right to choose what they want to do. But then at the same time, they try and shut down vaping and everything else, right? Because that was the big thing with tobacco and how they were able to avoid any sort of lawsuit for all the health repercussions of smoking. Is they tried to say, well, it was your choice. Well, it's people's choices to use vaping, but now you're starting to do, you're starting to try and blanket over, what, six deaths, 300 injuries or something was what I heard? Yes. What, what is it at now? Something crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, but, but you know what I mean? For like 200 and something thousand people dying from cigarettes? Yeah. So we're, right now we're Googling vaping deaths. Yeah. Because I'm um, curious as what it's up to. Over 2,200 people have gotten sick from vaping uh, in the U.S. this year. Health officials on Thursday reported. 2,290 confirmed and probable causes and five more deaths from a mysterious uh, respiratory uh, illness tied to vaping, taking the total toll to 40, uh, death toll to 47 this year. So it's associated with e-cigarettes, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's... it's, Vitamin C acetate? Yeah, it's vitamin E acetate, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it's even stuff that's not even legal to use in the U.S. for vaping, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, well, and that's where I'm just kind of confused by a lot of it is why people are getting so gung ho and on board about it because it's you're trying to combat an entire industry based on something the black market is doing. It's like be, me trying to shut down Jack Daniels over a moonshiner putting shit in his alcohol. You know what I mean? So, so check this out. This is a uh, this is coming from Vox.com. Among 19 patients who's de- who've died, a subset of 34 total deaths for whom CDC had substance use data. 84% reported using any THC compa- uh, containing products. 63% reported exclusive THC product use. A smaller number, 16%, said they'd only used nicotine products. But the CDC also warned that there might be underreporting of cannabis use since non-medical marijuana is still illegal in so many states. The agency isn't tracking whether people were using legal or black market sources to vape. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but You're missing some data points there. <laughs> but the data we have from states suggests it's overwhelmingly illicit pre-filled THC vape cartridges making people sick. Crazy. Last Tuesday, a new study from Utah showed 92% of patients interviewed reported vaping THC, and mostly from pre-filled cartridges before falling ill. 
The vape products, the CDC said, were acquired from informal sources such as a friend or illicit in-person and online dealers. Damn! Okay, so... So thank you, Mitt Romney, for providing evidence that you are still a tool of the tobacco industry. Yeah, well... Not a lot's changed. 70% of the politicians are, right? Am I I wrong for thinking that it's about in that... Ballpark. I'm not. I'm not sure what the number is for the tobacco industry. Um, I know that it's it's a lot. I, I know it's well because like, but it, it's all choice. I, I will I will agree that it's it's all choice. You make the decision whether or not to start smoking. However, these companies are stacking the decks against you if they're super loading them with with uh, nicotine. Um. So, man, there's a lot going on there, and and not a lot of it is is totally awesome. And, and on the up and up. By the way, uh, speaking of vaping, have you messed around with Shatter Batter? I haven't. Okay, so uh, this is uh, this is my vape. Uh, it has Shatter Batter in it. Shatter Batter will turn your concentrate into a vapable substance. In here, I have Critical Jack. It's a pretty duper, pretty super duper sweet uh, um, strain sativa. Maybe you've heard of it. Is it from our run? Uh, yeah, it's just something we got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give it a whirl. I spiked it with all of the vitamin E acetate, so when you start coughing, remember me. So when I'm in the hospital, I'll just send the bill to you? Yeah, basically. Just say, I've got Bill Fizema. <laughs> so is that like a... Pibugium glycol with the flavoring in it, or is it uh, Terps? Um, I believe it's the glycol one. Um, so <laughs> throw it in the microwave for about 30 seconds. Uh, 15 seconds, I apologize. Mix it up and uh, put it in your vape. Let it cool down first. Yeah. Because you don't want it to spill out. Well, that's tasty. Yeah. The cool thing is, is you can get whatever flavor you want, right? Like, so yeah. if you want, like, let's say you get the no flavor and you just want to taste the, the concentrate, you can get that. Yeah. However, if you want no taste and you're like, I, but I, I want it to taste like a blueberry muffin, you can, you can drop some blueberry muffin in there and get your blueberry muffin on. Yeah. Well, if you get some... It's always nice to be able to uh, take product that's not as... Like, I have a lot of stuff at home that's, like, just home-run stuff and whatever. It'd be nice to be able to mix it and put it in a vape and vape it. Yeah, well, it, it's much more convenient. Like, it, it really is... I don't want to go uh, go around hanging out and, and smelling like weed, necessarily. Sometimes I like to do it just to be obnoxious. Um in my situation, it's it's beyond the point of being able to avoid it at all. Just well, from trimming and stuff. Yeah. I'm in a cultivation seven days a week around really, really stinky plants. And so for me, it's I just kind of avoid public as much as I can. Man, so uh, do you know uh, do you know Micah Day? Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, he, he goes and picks his kids up from school. He, you know. Well, at, at some point, you just got to kind of be like, you know what? I'm going to smell like weed. Like, and you're just going to have to get over it because it's really not hurting you. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> and and uh, the other thing is, is like you're you're going to make friends at, at the school. Like you're going to fr- make friends with the cool parents. Like, man, you smell cool. But yeah. you're clearly like these parents give a shit about the, uh, enough about their kids to, to come picking them up from school. So like they're clearly spending time with their kids. But, and, uh, and if they want to smoke some weed on the weekend with me, maybe they're cool. Well, it's, it's the same thing with, like, uh, alcohol and stuff. That's acceptable to have, like, a glass of wine at night. It's Absolutely. more socially acceptable. How, although it's not necessarily socially acceptable to, to smell like a like a bottle of Jack Daniels when you're picking up your kid. Yes. But, like, as far as the, the like, exception on it, like, you could be 
out on a camping trip smoke or drinking beer and like nobody in this state would really say boo about that even if you had your kids and everything else but as soon as you put a joint in somebody even if they're being like uh, personal about it like they're doing it in the, can- the tent or whatever then everybody's up in arms because you're smoking pot instead of drinking beer who are you camping with that they don't want you smoking pot okay so here, here's here's my background my mom still lives in Utah right okay so and oh and this is a fantastic thing on the vaping thing so she asked me the other week so I was in the hospital two three months ago for pneumonia okay just like a kind of an overnight stay healthcare is crazy expensive when you don't have insurance so it was it was fun but uh no so I just went in got treated for that my mom instantly said well are you vaping it's like and for just like we had a gnarly wildfire and I was living like four miles from it all summer long is where my house was and I was driving through it for doing deliveries so I'm kind of blaming that for messing up my lungs for getting sick and everything else on top of working 80 90 hours a week at the time but my mom two weeks ago said well you've stopped vaping right keep in mind I work with like Red Run Refine Midnight Sun to make cartridges out of our flour. So it's like a product that I had a very direct hand in generating. And my mom is worried about me vaping products. And so that's just kind of how much the media has kind of blanketed it. And I had to take like five to ten minutes to explain the actual situation that people are taking stuff at such face value that I think they are hoping to kind of get votes based on or get momentum behind them even it's though it's fear-mongering well because am, am i wrong for thinking that it's very obviously big tobacco no no like it, it, it's, it's it, like anything anti-vaping is going to be big tobacco it's nothing to do with the personal health because at the end of the day nicotine out of a vapor that doesn't have vitamin e acetane or something that is harmful for you is less harmful than a cigarette right like haven't we We've established we, that. The, okay, the, yeah. The, 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 I was the, just kind of double checking on that because I'm pretty sure that's been a thing for like six, seven years. There's been debates. The, the on The jury it, is out on that. Um, in fact, the, there was a journal. Uh, some it was in, it was out of England, like Queens College in the UK. You can you can look up this research. Uh, Steve Mapes from Mapes Vapes does a, a lot of the research on this, but um, a lot of folks do a lot of research on this. And the the jury is out. Uh, vaping is a lot um, a lot healthier for you than smoking cigarettes. The flip side of that, and the reason I think that they're going after these these smaller vape firms is a they don't want to make big bulky mods, mm. okay? Because people hold on to those mm-hmm. and they treat them with care and respect. They want these little five dollar, ten dollar mods that people lose and have to replace. And then in the end of the year, you spent thirty bucks or three hundred bucks buying thirty of them. Um, they want you to buy those replaceable cartridges because um, you got to buy five of those or x amount of time, x amount yeah. at a time. Uh, and, um, you know, like they've got you. Well, and so the thing with my biggest problem with big tobacco is... Oh, they, oh shit. They also don't want to make 50 different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be... Because the whole thing about it is it's not about the fact that they make a product that's hazardous to somebody's health. For me. Because for the business standpoint, not only do they want to make a product that will kill you at some point in your life if you consume it long enough, more likely than not... But they want to get the most money out of you for it at the same time. That is the true definition of evil is greed to the point where you don't care about anybody else to the point that you want to try to basically extort money from them. The reason why they wanted to drop the price was so that they could hit lower income people. 
and you, kids. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So you're trying to hit lower income people. So you are selling a product that is marketed to lower income people just to try to shift and transition people that might not necessarily be able to afford healthcare even. Like, so it's like, okay, and then that's when the shift hits. And that's when there was class action lawsuits about, okay, well, the state of, what was it? The state of Kansas was the first one to sue Big Tobacco over it. Not sure. I watched a documentary on it a couple of weeks ago because of the whole vaping thing coming back up. Just to like, Philip Morris is not a fantastic company. Like there's, the, but at the same time, corporations have about as much of like your personal well-being in mind as most your politicians. Well, and I and I don't think I'm being mean by saying that, but there's very few statesmen left. Are there people that are still like genuinely good people that really do care and push for that above anything else, above money, above promotions and reelections and all of that? Or like, are we just stuck with a bunch of people that? Uh, or is Orrin Hatch still a freaking senator from Utah? I don't know if Orrin Hatch is still alive. Well, fucking a like that. If you wanted to pick a bone with somebody, let's throw Orrin Hatch in there because that motherfucker's been in there for. And I'm sorry for swearing, but yeah, clearly the, you know this no. is a place that is family friendly. Yeah, no, so we're totally about to put the kids in the other room, but no, so it's a Orrin Hatch, uh, people that have been in Congress for Cong- or the House of Rep- that branch of government for Senate, House, either for like 20, 30 years. That's where corruption sits. When somebody has power and authority that feels like they're unchecked and they get un, they get comfortable, that and no matter if you're a good person, if you're a bad person going in, the longer you're in politics, the more it will corrupt you. The more power you have in politics, the more it will corrupt you. That's why there's term limits on presidencies, on senators, on a lot or on uh, uh, governors, and that's where like why is that not a thing for the House of Representatives in the Senate? <sighs> Like and, and like is it, like uh, yeah no you you make it you make a a, a fantastic point and and here's here's the thing we we end up with that permanent government like we end up we also have a lot of people that get it thrown into lifetime positions mm-hmm. and they they're they're never they don't resign well they resign or they die and that's it like you can't vote them out well but like you're talking like nine people right. Well, for, for I, I don't. I don't mean like the uh, the Supreme, um, the Supreme Court. Court. I, I mean like, well, you have judges who are appointees. They stick around because they're not voted in. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I feel like on the national level and and really at a state level, like there's nothing that you can. There's nothing that you or I could do about no. it. No. We. Um, and I, I discussed. But that, that, what we're ahead. doing right now is having the conversation. And I think it's important that we have this I, conversation. I can't remember what book it was out of, but it was like, your breath is your ability to affect the world around you. And then your voice is your way to influence the world around you. So you just sitting there breathing has a huge impact on everything around you because you are taking in the environment into yourself. No, it was. it's one of those crazy philosophical books. Like, uh, there's the prophet by... Uh, Holly Groban, whatever. I can't pronounce his name. I feel terrible about it, but it's a really good book. But it's just one thing. The more that we talk about it, the more the Epstein memes come up, the more we don't let the bullshit die. Because the thing about it is, is like Orrin Hatch never went anywhere because nobody knew all the crazy stuff that Orrin Hatch was doing or that whether or not they were voting in his opinion. And I think I feel like Alaska's more in touch because, like, you know who Lisa Murkowski is. You know who Don Young is. You know who your senators are. You know who 
the people are that interact with you. I feel like a lot of people down here are more involved with local government. But until we get people excited about it on a Facebook or an Instagram level, nothing's going to change in our politics because nobody's going to care what somebody voted for. I think we we only had 17% turnout in the last local election. Fucking Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, like, there was, like, there was a Soldatna City Council position, and and it looked like it was, like, a crazy difference, some, like, double-digit percentage, right? Yeah. Uh, between like the the person that won and the person that didn't, and it really came down to like thirty or forty votes, but it was like thirty percent or something crazy. Uh, people aren't voting. People don't vote because they don't give a shit, and and that's their right. But at the same time, we're losing a lot of our rights because people aren't saying anything. So for example, SeaTac, um, SeaTac is going to be using facial recognition with Delta. Well, th- thank you for the ten year challenge on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> No shit. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm trying not to fall into a conspiracy theory, but a lot of this stuff kind of feels like it's just too easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, they're going after vapes. I got tagged on Facebook for joining some stance against vapes if I've been addicted to THC. They're trying to file a class action lawsuit against marijuana. Yeah. If you've been if you've become addicted to marijuana because of vaping, they're going to try and find a niche for you there. And it's just, it's like to the point where it's comedy. But then there's still people feeding into it. The thing is that we know it's comedy. We know it's drama. We know, we know we're being lied to by liars. And, and, and it doesn't even, like, it doesn't even bother us. It doesn't, I'm numb to it. No. Like, like I'm, I'm numb uh, and, and it makes me, like, it bothers me that we know all these things, right? And we don't really do anything about it, like... We know we should be eating better, but we're still eating like shit. We know all these things. We know we should be getting thirty min- at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise every day, but we aren't doing it. There are a billion things that we could, we could or should be doing that, that we aren't doing, and we aren't, like, uh, we, we aren't looking at ourselves. Like I, and I'm guilty of this myself, I'm little, you know, not looking forward, not using self-actualization tools, but... We know that we're, we know what we should be doing, and we're not doing it. Our leaders, our elected officials, they know what they're supposed to be doing as well, but they're not doing it. You know, I don't ever want to run for office because I don't like mowing my lawn. And if I don't like mowing my lawn, then how am I going to tell my neighbors that we need to work on beautification of the park? Yeah, well, and I think that there's a lot of people up here that want to just be left alone, not really tells anybody else what to do. Yeah, and that's so why they come to Alaska. Yeah. Like, I live, what, four miles out of Sterling? So I'm like halfway to Cooper Landing from here. You live four miles out of Sterling, Alaska. That's just a sign that you don't want to be bothered. Well, and it's yeah. not that like I'm really antisocial. Well, like, I, I'm not a fan of big groups of people. But I, I don't think that I'm unusual for wanting to live in Alaska because I don't like big groups of people because this is the perfect place to be. But then, like, I don't have neighbors for a couple hundred feet, like the closest one. So I feel pretty good about that. But no, I mean, the the whole thing with Alaska is, like, a lot of people that, like me, I don't feel like myself or any, anybody, like, in my similar situation is really going to want to step up and run on the board or something. But it doesn't mean that we can't be represented by somebody that 
does have like that background but can appreciate the demographic that they're trying to represent yeah we just need to find a way to get a more like almost like a facebook for politicians to like see who their demographic is and how it, people's opinions and thoughts are I, I think that that's where the problem is i was like too many of these people are trying to appeal to a demographic um guys like mitt romney are trying to appeal to sco- uh, scared grandparents yep and that's and that's his demographic scared scared old people but i mean as far as like the, so like stan wells when he was trying to be anti-cannabis for the vote no oh yeah okay so l- let me just kind of try and give an example oh i hadn't thought about stan wells in so, a minute like right. so he's trying to appeal to a certain demographic he's not trying to appeal to his demographic because when the vote happened it was very strongly pro-cannabis absolutely and so and, and that's where i'm saying is like he wasn't under like if you were a true politician you change your viewpoint based on the people you represent, not necessarily your personal opinion. It, 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 because you were trying to keep their best interests at heart. Because usually a politician's like a doctor or a lawyer or some sort of businessman or something that steps into not politics. Not here. Not here. Not here. Here it's like a guy that owns a pawn shop. Um it's a it's a high school teacher. Well, because like our assembly's different. Are Charlie we... Pierce and then Dr. Anderson for Slovakia. Just kind of like a couple examples. I mean, like a general consensus. But the thing is, is, like you, you still need to try and be attached to the people. That hundred percent. Yeah, and that's where like uh, Anderson when he voted to end the prohibition for Slovakia, it was very like surprising for a lot of people that he would take that that stance on. Yo, shout out to Nels Anderson for that. Well, it was it was really really was that was that Nels that was as no far as... no I don't think it was might have been Nels the spray was it Pete Sprague I I, I feel I, like I should I, know this I, I one of them recently now. passed away yeah uh, well, not the guy that recently passed away um, but yeah so the I, I actually I feel like I should know this I was at that vote no I was there too so it was like Dankridge and a bunch of people came down because it was a it was a big surprising thing yeah there was one person that came out. But, but you know what I mean? like Because he was trying to represent his true demographic, and that's what he tried to keep in mind, and that's why he changed his vote to match what he felt the population wanted because he cited like taxes and that people, like it's going to be around us, so the only thing we're really saying is that we can't collect taxes on it and all that other stuff. Like He listed his reasons for changing, for deciding the vote the way that he is, or the way that he did. But... Is that necessarily representative of what how he personally feels about it or how he did at the time? And I think that at the time it was probably really uncomfortable for him to make that choice, but he made it anyways. And so, but that that's like a true statesman, right? You are yeah. representing the people that you are supposed to represent. And I think that that's what we need to see more in politics instead of people that say, well, I like. I think businessmen need to be more productive, so I'm going to try and write bills and legislation to help this certain individual set of people. Because it's not about the one percent, the two percent, the ninety-nine, or whatever. It's about the hundred percent. And am I wrong for thinking the people on the lower percentage need more help than the people on the higher percentage? That if you're on the higher end of it, it's really not going to hurt. Like you're doing just fine. The government doesn't need to give you subsidies. Oh, I feel like or, you're or try and build legislation to, like same thing with tobacco. Build legislation to try and push through your agendas. It's a hundred percent all that it is. It's a company directly puppeting a politician to write legislation to make them more money. 
Man, I appreciate your time. Um, Tobin, thank you so much for your time. Uh, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yep, thanks again. All right. All right, thank you so much for your time, as time is the greatest of commodity. Um, oh, shit, before we get out of here, uh, are you familiar with the name Jocelyn Savage? I want to get this out because it's been bugging me all day. I... Jocelyn Savage is the ex-girlfriend of R. Kelly. Okay. She recently began selling her story <laughs> on Patreon. Now, are you familiar with Patreon? I'm not. Patreon is a way for um, for people to get support from listeners, from fans, whatever. They donate money and they get stuff. This woman has been selling her story on Patreon. And apparently, apparently her story's all over, including like stuff that R. Kelly was into, like peeing. He peed on her, who thought. Uh, apparently he forced her to get an abortion, which... Fair, it's R. Kelly. He doesn't seem like a guy that likes paying child support. You know what you're getting into. That's all I'm saying. You sign up for a, if you sign up to be R. Kelly's girlfriend, uh, you can expect to get peed on. Yeah. I mean, it's just you can't get upset when it happens. You can just hope that he's hydrated. Yeah. yeah. And had not had asparagus recently. Or drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, you have a good one. Yep. You too. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning, A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611.